It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today we have special guest Troy Halliburton coming on to talk a little bit more about the Washington Wizards trading Bradley Bill to the Suns. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today, once again, we have special guest Troy Halliburton coming on today to talk about the Bradley Bill trade to the Suns. How you feeling today, man? I feel good. I feel good. Uh, shout out to you guys. I was uh, listening to you guys' uh, episode yesterday. I was jumping in the comment section, you know, for like 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 an avid fan. So <laughs> I appreciate the work that you guys are doing, and and I think that. You know, shout out, shout out to Bradley Bill for for uh, putting on for the Wizards content game. Yes, sir, man. It's, it's it's hard to say shout out to Brad right now, just with the, with the return that we got and, and just the state of the franchise after this. Of course, it's rebuild mode, but um, you know, we just couldn't get any first round picks or any young assets, so it's definitely frustrating. You know, and it's not just his fault. Um, it's definitely Tommy <laughs> Shepard and, and Telios's fault. But we just want to get. Uh, your initial reactions to the trade when you got the notification on your phone or heard about it uh, yesterday? Well, when I first got the notification on my phone yesterday, I, I thought to myself that I, I, I just laughed because when they when the when the tweet came out the day before when they said that the finalists had come down to Miami and Phoenix, I just really laughed at the at the concept of Phoenix being an actual contender because. Like I, I knew that they had given all the way, given away all of their first round draft picks in the Kevin Durant trade. So I knew that they didn't really have the draft capital, and that you know that really all they had to offer were expiring contracts. And so, you know, when 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 I when I first saw that, you know, it was Chris Paul, Landry Shaman, and a bunch of second round picks. You know, I thought that that return was probably the least amount that the Wizards could have possibly gotten for a Bradley Bill trade. And so, but then when I first, when I further started thinking about it, you know, I, I think that, you know, uh, Michael Winger and Will Dawkins, you know, finally des- decided that it was worth it for them to just get off of the money. Like that was the asset to them. Freeing up that $200 million worth of money that they would have to eventually pay Bradley Bill. And so when you look at the fact that, that they got off of the money, 
And, and you know, like, they, they got back Chris Paul, whether, you know, he's going to play with the Wizards or they're going to flip him for something else. You know, I think the trade is not nearly as bad as the Wizards community is looking at it. Like, to me, I would probably give the trade a B. Like if, if if I was grading it from the Wizards perspective. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Kevin Pollan from ESPN, he gave it a B as well. It, it's just it's just hard to digest it because you feel like you heard the Miami part where the report was that they gave up they were gonna give up multiple first round picks, they were gonna give up um Duncan Robinson and and, and uh Kyle Lowry, which didn't matter to me about those players as long as we were gonna get some first, uh at least some young assets and you know, they had no choice. Bradley Bill, at the end of the day, you know, he wanted to go to Phoenix. There's not much assets from the Phoenix Suns. And also there was the, the factor of Bradley Bill's agent uh, being the dad of the CEO of the Suns, which definitely was interesting, was definitely uh, a little sketchy as well. Uh, a lot of factors there, too. So it, it certainly was disappointing. You just think about all the years that Bradley Bill was there where they could have traded him two years ago. They could have traded him three years ago or even last year where they definitely would have got a way, way better package than what they got last this, what they got yesterday. So it, it certainly was disappointing for the fan base for sure. But as far as getting off the contract and, and starting the rebuild, uh, it's something that had to be done for sure. So it, it just it, – it's, it's just it's – just, it's a, it's a gut punch to get multiple second-round picks, Shaman and Chris Paul, guys who are not going to be on this roster most likely, um, really to start the season. Um, Brandon, you can go ahead. Or, or Troy, did you? Did no, you I got I two things I wanted to say real quick. So with the Miami thing, I think that we have to look at the fact that the Wizards as a front office didn't want to take back any long-term money. And so when you're talking about taking back Tyler Hero's contract, that really puts them in the same position that they're in with Bradley Bill. It just had like a little bit of cheaper of a cost. And then Duncan Robinson's money. They didn't want to take back any of that money. And then, first of all, with, with that, that was like last week when they were actually still negotiating with teams. But then when you look at it from the perspective of Bradley Bill had a no trade clause, like it is my it is to my understanding that Brad did not want to go to Miami. So he has a no trade clause. So if he don't want to go to Miami, He's not going to Miami. And so, like, at the end of the day, he he was pretty much able to dictate where he wanted to go because of the power that was bestowed upon him, given to him by Tommy Shepard. Right. And it, it, set, it set us back. It, it makes the rebuild even harder. And I, I get the they didn't want any long-term contracts, but I feel like if you do get Hero, maybe you could flip him and, and, and get his trade value up. Because if, if he comes to the Wizards, he's going to drop about 20, 25 points. Just with this roster, the way it was laid out, his value could have went up. You flip him for even more picks. Duncan Robinson, you wouldn't get much for him. Same thing with Kyle Lowry. You're not going to get much for him. Uh, I know his contract is, is not too much longer either. Uh, but as we said before, we just had no choice. And not only is he going there, but – He's bringing Jordan Goodwin along. I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, his value is not much, but I thought he was a solid potential player. And then Isaiah Todd, he's bringing another guy with him, a guy that probably wasn't going to be on a roster either. Uh, so it, it, it's probably the lowest value. And it, it is surprising, but at the same time, uh, Brian Windhorst said that a lot of people were going to be surprised about how low the value was. And the value was about as, as low as I've seen for a three-time All-Star. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the value was low. And like I said, I think this that all goes back to Brad having the control. And so, you know, like, like are, are we going to, we can't, can we be mad at Brad because he had that control because they gave him the power? 
Like, I don't, I, I think we got to be mad at the people that gave him the power in order to be able to, you know, have that amount of control over not only where he got traded to, but who he got traded for, who came back in the trade. Like, he had so much power here that I, I think that honestly, like, 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 I, I, I drew, I drew this analogy, um, you know, uh, over the weekend. Once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you can't get it back in. And once, once all these rumors started about Bradley Bill getting traded, like he had to go. And so, like, the, for for Michael Winger, you know, a week into his, you know, a uh, uh, new job, like he's got to get off it. He's just got to get this situation over with. And so trading Bradley Bill and getting him out of the door and getting a clean slate was a priority for he and the organization. And so I'm not mad at them for like, – I know some people were saying, oh, they should have waited so they could have got more. And no, that's not how people operate businesses. Like you don't, you don't have, you don't just, you don't just, his, you don't come in as the first week of GM of the job of the team, and then just have this festering thing going on within your franchise for weeks and months. Like that's not how you operate a business. So like, like for anybody who's saying that, it, it's just completely unrealistic to like, oh, we're gonna wait until we. No, that's not how you do that. Like, like if, they, if they're coming in and they can get off of his money, they can save two hundred million dollars. And that's what they're going to do. And that's what they felt like was best for them to move forward. Yeah, I was with that, too, because of the injury history. If you keep him on the team and you try to drive his uh, trade value up by the trade deadline, you risk injury. You wish. I don't know if they're still doing the health and safety protocol thing, but, you know, he could have been doing that and missed that. And he could have sat out like Anthony Davis did and really requested a trade. It could have got ugly. I don't know if Brad would have did something like that, but it could have got to that point. It could have got ugly, and and the thing is, you you just he just took over. This is first week on the job. You don't want the situation getting ugly. That's like the last thing that you want from a business perspective. So, like I, I just that, like, to me, it made completely sense of the timing of it. Like once once all this stuff started coming out last week, I knew I, I tweeted out that I thought that Brad had put on the Wizards jersey for the last time, and so it, it was no surprise to me that the trade got. I thought it was. I thought that it would have got done before the draft but you know it, it's it seems like to me all parties involved wanted to get this thing done asap mm-hmm. yeah so no scoring record for bradley bill and then i am intrigued to see the tribute video for brad when he does come back to dc that phoenix suns game i'm intrigued to see will there be a tribute video <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna have to see about that yeah. <laughs> i mean berton's got one i'm just saying <laughs> hey look hey I, I, look i'm just saying we, we're gonna we're gonna have to see about that i mean i think that they eventually they will cave but you know i think that there are some 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 hard feelings uh uh between the between some people within the organization about how brad played this whole thing oh wow okay all right so we'll get into that next and a little bit of stuff about the future of the team and uh chris paul before we do get before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, it's super easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when we spend all our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up 
with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Locked Lock Ones NBA Mock Draft Special is here and it's bigger than ever. Follow along the entire first round in a six-episode Ultimate Mock Draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. So let's let's dive into the Chris Paul real quick. You know, the, the prize acquisition with the Bradley Bill trade. Um, now, there are reports that they're trying to, you know, leave. The, the trade's not finalized because they're trying to find a third team to maybe accommodate Chris Paul and send him to a contender. But another report said that they're not really in a hurry to move him. So what do you think is the best course of action dealing with Chris Paul? Now, you know, do you see him staying and maybe playing mentor for a year or two to a young point guard like in an Anthony Black? Or do you think it's a necessity that we move on from Chris Paul? It's definitely not a necessity to move on from Chris Paul. And it's to my understanding that the Wizards organization would love for him to come in and play, whether that be for half a season, one season, you know, whatever to fill out his car. I, I I think that they wanted him to come in. So, but my thing is, is is that Chris Paul is one of the titans of the NBA. And so if there's anybody in the league who has enough juice to, to force his way out, I think that Chris Paul does have that cachet and enough power to probably, you know, if, if he doesn't want to come, then I think that he probably could force his way out. But number one, I think the, this, there's, there's, there's a lot of levels that we got to look at when it comes to that. Anybody who thinks that the Wizards are going to buy out Chris Paul does not know the Wizards in the Wizards organization or Ted Leonsis. That is not going to happen. It's not. It's like there's a zero percent chance that they're going to pay him thirty million dollars to not play basketball for the Wizards. That's not happening. So like that, like anybody who's saying that doesn't know what's going on in this organization. They're 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 thinking about what other teams do and all that. That's not what they're going to do. Second thing. All right. So you're looking at different mechanisms as to how he can get to another team. Okay. He's not getting bought out. So let's look at uh, the possible trades. We're talking about just last week. He was possibly going to get cut and waived for 50 and save $15 million. Now, all of a sudden, there's a list of teams beating down the door trying to trade for Chris Paul. Like, I, that isn't that, the math is not mathing on that. And so, do I think that, that the Clippers, I, I think that the, I think that there's only one team really that would possibly trade for him, and that would be the Clippers. And that's because number one, uh, Winger just came from that organization, so he has a rapport with them with that front office. Uh, they actually have the requisite contracts to put together to get to that $30 million. You know, so if, 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 if they decide, if the Clippers as an organization decide that, you know, they want to give up one of their young players or want to give up uh, a draft asset to go out and put together some contracts and go out and get Chris Paul, then I think that that's a possibility that could happen and open up and make that a three-team trade. But if they don't open up and make that a three-team trade, then it's to my understanding that the Wizards are going to try to talk to when, when well, first of all, we got to look at the fact that Will Dawkins came over from Oklahoma City. He was in Oklahoma City with Chris Paul. And it's to my understanding that they had a very good working relationship uh, in Oklahoma City, that they were really tight. And so we all, all they got to do is get Will Dawkins in a room with him 
and to, and to come in and tell him that look, you work with us, we'll work with you. And it, and it maybe 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 they tell him and he come in and play for half a season, get his trade value back up, and then trade him to the at the trade deadline as an expiring thirty million dollar contract. You know, I think that that's something that that if I had to like guess, I think that that would be like one of the more likely scenarios. I'd say right now it's probably like a 50-50 chance that he'll play uh, with, with, with that he'll put on a Wizards uniform. But if you look at the, uh, at, at Twitter and look at other people out here talking, it makes it sound like it's a 0% chance. And I'm telling you that it, it's definitely not a 0% chance that he plays for the Wizards. Like, he, he there's a good chance. It's like a 50-50 chance that he plays with the Wizards. See, see, I have no problem with him playing for the Wizards. I have no problem because, to me, I'm still grabbing a point guard in the draft. So if I can groom a young point guard behind a guy who's a surefire Hall of Famer, who's probably going to go down as one of the best point guards ever played the game, that's a win-win for, for a rebuild. Because, look, you have a guy who's going to learn behind Chris Paul. And then, like I said, like you said, it's, uh, it's, a, it's pretty much a one-year deal because the second year is not even guaranteed. So I think it's a win-win. I mean, yeah, if you can flip him, yes. But if he stays, it doesn't mess up the timeline because you got a, a young point guard who's going to be able to – be groomed behind Chris Paul, and that's a win-win for his organization. But you know, talking about the organization, um, there's a reoccurring theme with this team. You know, we started out with Gilbert Arenas. Obviously, he signed his contract. The knee injury came. You know, he got his knee got hurt. But then the whole situation with the guns in the locker room, so we had to move on for him. You know, John Wall came in. We signed him to the long-term deal. You know, and then you know, all of a sudden, you know, you know, you know the video, of the gang signed, so he was sent out of here. And a Bradley Bill, you know, he signs a long-term deal. Then, then you know, you had to kind of scrub for the fan. But it, what what is the problem? Like this, these are three players that we've signed to be the guy, and all three times we're drumming them out of town, either because of injuries. You know, when you look at John Wall and Gilbert Arenas. But what is the deal? Is 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 ownership giving too much leeway to players? Are they not strict enough? But what's the problem in DC? Well, the common denominator and all of those players and all of those uh, Gilbert Arenas, the end of the Gilbert Arenas era, the John Wall era, and the Bradley Bill era, the common denominator and all of that is Ted Leonsis. And so when you look at I, – I, and I said this, and I said this um, when, when John Wall was traded, and, and uh, I, I don't remember the exact line I said. I said something like, well, everybody keeps trying to make John Wall the villain while the real villain walks away scot-free. And, 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 and you know – I'm not here to call – well, I guess I did just call Ted Leonsis the villain. In this scenario, he is. He is the guy who – he is the owner of the team, and he has all of the power and the say as far as who goes and who stays and how these relationships are fortified. And he is the reason why a lot of this stuff is going on, why a lot of this BS is going on within the Wizards organization. A lot of this starts at the top with him and, and, and the relationship or lack thereof relationship that he had with some of these players and then he, he also his ability to to be always uh um um you know given given orders not orders or, or given like mandates as far as things that he wants to see come from the organization but then relinquishing power to people who were unworthy of having that power so when you look at the ernie grunfro era and the tommy shepherd era like teleosis allowed these guys to, to 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 pretty much do whatever it is they wanted and they proved to be incompetent in the in the in, in the responsibilities of running the wizards as an organization 
And so he has to take responsibility for that. If you're letting these guys just just run around, like did he did, if he's in these meetings and not even asking why we're giving Brad a a, not, a no trade clause, like then that's on Tom. I mean that's on Tommy and that's on Ted. Like Ted has the responsibility as an owner to 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 be asking these questions, to be trying to figure out why this stuff is going on, to have foresight anybody who with any common sense knew that when they gave brad that no trade clause knew that this was going to be a problem when they were going to have to try to trade him and also anybody with any common sense knew that there was no plan of path for the wizards to even be in a position to win enough games where they weren't going to have to trade Brad. we knew we were going to have to trade brad and they gave him a no trade clause and all that goes back to ted if he didn't know any better then that's the, if, if he didn't know then that's on him for being uh, naive enough to give these responsibilities to people who prove to be incompetent in doing their jobs. Completely agree, one hundred percent. Because you cannot look at this Brad Bill contract mess and not put any blame on Ted Leonsis. He's, he's put, the final signing. Blame on Ted. Like, and, exactly. And that's he he keeps ducking a lot of 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 the culpability of a lot of this. But in, in all honesty. Like, you know, like I said, man, I've been, you know, I, I'm not one of these people paid by NBC Sports Washington, so I don't have to be worried about, you know, what, what I say and who I say it to. Like, I don't care. It's like, this is on Ted, and Ted knows that. And so it's not something that I haven't said to him personally. So, like, you know, like, I'm not af- I'm not afraid to, to speak my opinions about what's going on within the Wizards organization and who's really at fault. Yeah, I completely agree. You, like I said, the blame a lot of goes to Ted Leonsis because, like, look, he's a, he's a final signee. He signs. He's the final guy that signs, man. And so, I'll say this: I am impressed with him making the steps he's made this offseason. But a part of me is like, bro, we waited too long to do this. Like that, that the year we sent Russell Westbrook to L.A., I would have sent Bradley Bill to Golden State, took a couple of picks, a couple of players, and call it a rebuild. But we waited too long. I mean, it's just it's th- this trade return for Bradley Bill was just it is it's insulting. It's just it, the, <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, it's it's insulting when you think about the amount of stuff that a other stars around the league have gotten traded for in the last two or three years, and b the amount of trade packages that I know were out there for Bradley Bill three years ago, two years ago, like so. For them to turn around and trade them for what they got yesterday is insulting. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely insulting. There's many words for it. I think insulting is probably the most positive one. But but we're gonna we're gonna talk about KP and Coos, the running mates or former running mates that is for Bradley Bill. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Groceries, school shopping, and getting a little something for yourself. You know you already doing it, so why not get cash back for it? with ibotta you can earn cash back on every shopping trip ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back it's that easy a typical basket of groceries was over 50 dollars more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation you can earn two and a half times that in cash back from ibotta and even more depending on how much you use ibotta you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands also and retailers too when you start ibotta including Lowe's, Macy's, Euphoria, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 off just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O 
TTA at the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Locked On NBA's mock draft special is here and is bigger than ever. Follow along the entire first round in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience only Locked On can deliver. All episodes available now on Locked On NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so earlier, Troy, you said that um, some people were not happy with the way that Bradley Bill handled the situation in the front office. Um, what things did you hear that have come out now? Because I, I heard a report that the Wizards wanted DeAndre Ayton, but Brad said no to that because he wanted to play with DeAndre Ayton. Was there anything specifically other than just choosing the Suns over the Miami Heat um, that made people feel some type of way? Was Ted Leonsis involved in feeling some in a certain way? As well, well. I, haven't, I I can't say about what Ted feels, so don't let me mm. speculate about that. Mm. But it's to my like my from 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 what I've gathered is that Brad he's made comments in the past about he wouldn't you he he would never use mm. his no trade clause as a as a as a uh, big Trump, and that's exactly <laughs> what he did. So that's you, you take you take what you will from that information. Like he said he said that he would never he used his no trade clause as the big Joker. And got everything that so it really wasn't a, a a working with Brad trying to get this done. It's a Brad, what do you want? And let's see if we can't make this happen. That's even more of a reason why I think that they them, like that, that that the new front office was like, man, let's just get this over with. Like, let's just get it over with. Like, it wasn't it, you know like when 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 you have a guy who you know he he played them, he played like and, and that's like this. Simply put. Bradley Bill played the Wizards organization. Like I know everybody's, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, what's the what's what's the uh, movie they just did the remake of uh, the basketball movie, uh, where they they hustling people on the basketball. White man court. can't jump too. White man can't jump too. Mm-hmm. Bradley Bill with Sidney Dean and Billy Hoyle getting on the basketball court, conning people out of their money. Man, that's what he did. That's that like that's like that that's that's pretty much what happened. Like. Your man, he he played them, he hustled them. So like, and, and there's no other way to put it. Like he hustled the Wizards as an organization, and now you know I think that there is a, a separation between how we as fans should feel. It's not my money, it's not my you know it's not it's not my responsibilities. You know, like but those people in the Wizards, it, it is Taz's money, and it, he hustled them. He hustled them as an organization. He led them to believe one thing. You know, going back to last year. And he would never do this. He would never hold his 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 no trade clause as a Trump and force them to do. That's exactly what he did. So you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I think that there is there, there there is a lot. If if you're the Wizards organization, there's a lot to be frustrated with when it comes to Bradley Bill and how he handled this situation. But again, it all comes back to the fact that they gave him that no trade clause and put themselves in that position to get hustled and played. Right, 100, 110%. So, um, I mean, yeah, Ted is to blame. Tommy's to blame. Really, Ted, because he's the owner. He can say no to the no-trade clause uh, if he wanted to. So, um, But 
I do want to get into the uh, KP and Porzingis trade value because yesterday on the, on the show, on the live, you commented about Porzingis. Now, there is the, the report that came out that Porzingis in eight could be a possibility to send it to the Blazers that the Blazers may have interest in pick three. How realistic do you see that happening? Have you heard anything on, on that front as well? Well, the thing is, I think that all of this, what you gotta, what you gotta remember is that, you know, all of this stuff that comes out, people talk, and it, it's not like, oh, okay, I heard that this is going to happen. It's like, it's like everything is scuttlebutt and rumor mill. Mm-hmm. So, like, these are all things that are possibilities. And so, and also, you gotta remember that the that the draft, this is is these are all moving parts too. So it's like certain things. If Scoot goes number two, or if Brandon Miller goes number two, and like, there's like a there's like a flow chart of if this happens, then this could happen. If this happens, then this could happen. If this happens, then this could happen. So I think that that trade possibility is a thing that could happen if, uh, if, 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 if Scoot Henderson is uh, off the board at two. Now, if Scoot Henderson is there at three, then it's a whole different, then it's a whole different ball game as far as what different type of trade packages that, that we're looking at. And so it's like, like I said, these are all moving parts, and everything that we're talking about now is really is rumor mill scuttlebutt. Like it's not like, oh, this is, I heard this team is going to do. Like nobody knows what anybody's going to do right now. These teams don't even know what they're going to do right now. So anybody telling you that, oh, they know this is going to happen, like, oh, they, like no, 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 nobody knows exactly what is going to happen. But what, what we're doing is is that we're trying to gather as much information as possible. And so that you can you can you know start plugging in information to 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 see uh you know what what well if this happens then these are things that could happen from that and so I think that you know the that that possibility that trade uh rumor is a possible thing of Porzingis and eight you know and mind you that's all contingent upon if Porzingis opts into the thirty six million dollars so like there's there's a lot of moving parts here. But I think that there's going to be a lot of action on draft night. And I think that the Wizards have positioned themselves to be in the mix of a lot of these things that are going to be going on. Right. And the deadline is Wednesday. So what do you see happening with Kyle Kuzma as well? I think uh, I think it, there's, there, there's no doubt in my mind that Kyle Kuzma's opting out. Like that. Like So that is – that's a report. That's a – there's no doubt in my mind, 100%, that he's opting out. So, you know, he's opting out, and he's going to hit the free agent market, and he's going to try to get the best deal for Kyle Kuzma. And right now, it's not going to be with the Wizards. So do what you will with that information. Like I said, to me, I think Kyle Kuzma has played his last game as a Wizard. Right. Yeah, he did just put up a picture with with Kevin Durant on Instagram. not sure if you guys saw it. Um, The caption was a little kind of hinting that he may try to team up with them as well. So we'll see what happens with that situation. But – um, what do you see his trade value being? We just saw Rui get traded for I know Kuzma's trade value, of course, is higher than Rui's, but we saw Rui get traded for three second round picks and Kendrick Nunn. Um, you know, we saw what Brad just got traded for, of course, it's a different circumstance circumstance with the contract and no trade clause. Like, what could you see Kuz? Uh, what, what could you see the Wizards getting back in return? Do you could you see them getting the first? I don't round see pick? the Wizards getting back anything for Kuzma because Kuzma, there's there are teams out there with enough salary cap space to sign him, and so I think that whether that be San Antonio or Detroit or Houston, he's going to have $20 million out there available for him. So I don't, there's no reason for them. There's no reason for another team to give up anything when they can just sign him outright. So I, I like, like I said, I think 
That and, and it's not anything like I don't think that Kuzma has anything against the Wizards. This is business. He's making thirteen million dollars a year. He's declining that player option so that he can go out and make twenty million plus. And there are teams that have twenty million plus that are willing to give it to him. So like that, I just think that that is just the nature of the business and the logical steps as to what will happen with him. Like so, I don't I don't see them getting anything back for him because the the teams that they, there are teams with cap space that are interested in him, that have the money to just sign him outright. They don't have to give up a dime back to the Wizards. Right. Okay. So <laughs> doesn't sound too great on that front. Even though some of the names, some of the teams that you did name, he may not have interest in them like Houston, San Antonio, because they're not in positions I, to win. Kyle Kuzma has interest in signing for where somebody's going to pay him $20 plus million. All right, that's not like – that's Kyle Kuzma will go play in Nova Scotia if they're giving him $30 million. Like, like he he's at the point right now where it's money making time for his. It, it, he's at the he's at the point of his career where it's it's time to get, collect the bag. So he's going to where the money is. It's not like a oh I don't know I don't want to play in Detroit. He's from he, he's actually from Michigan, so he, he probably will go there. So he like he will go anywhere where they, if they if they offer him you know uh uh twenty twenty one million dollar annual salary he going there, period. So yeah, he's got his ring. So I guess he's not gonna ring. He may not ring chase. It's bad getting time. For. Okay, that makes sense. And of course, you know he's a fashion guy, so he looking for a big market. So we'll we'll see how that ends up. Uh, Brandon, you got anything? Yeah, I got one final question, man. Um, we're in a rebuild. We're officially in a rebuild. What forced Ted's hand? Like, why now? You know, we we waited a minute. You know, what was the you know the straw that broke the camel's back that finally forced Ted? To you to make decisions to start a rebuild or hire personnel to start a rebuild. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Like the Wizards had the ninth highest payroll in the NBA last year. They were barely under the luxury tax, and they didn't make the play-in game. Like that, that's the answer right there. And so when you look at getting saving two hundred million dollars. By getting off of Bradley Bill's contract, that was why all of this is going on. Because they, 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 as an organization, cannot look themselves in the mirror and be teetering on the luxury tax line and also teetering on the play-in line. Like, those, those things just did not compute. So that's what I think finally, ultimately led to them saying, let's, let's go in this direction. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, man. Because like, like you just said, you know, there, there are people that are asking for them to run it back. And I'm and my retort to that is we didn't even make the plan. So what, what are we doing? We're going to challenge. We're going to tr- potentially go into the luxury for what? <laughs> for a squad that didn't even make the plan. So now, like I said, I, I, I like the moves he's made because this front office, I like him. I like the hires, man. You know, Winger, Dawkins, Schlink. I love the hires, man. You know, you got guys who can evaluate talent, guys who know how to get talent through the draft. Um, so I love it. So here's a question for both of y'all. It's going, this is my pass to Mike moment. Um, Bradley Bill, where where does he stand as far as um, Wizards, Bullets, all-time great? Now, obviously, he's not going to trump the championship guys, Western and Silver guys. But as far as, you know, looking at, you know, Gilbert Arenas, John Wall, and Bradley Bill, where, where does he stand as far as the hierarchy and then importance to this franchise? I think he's number three behind, behind Wall, Bill, I mean, Wall, Arenas, and then it's Bill. Uh, as far as importance to the franchise, importance to the fan base, 
importance to the DC community. Like, nah, Bill, Bill is he's last when it comes to that. Like, and I think that he knows that. I think that's also part of the reason why, you know, he wanted to leave. That fact that, you know, his legacy in DC will always be tied with Wall. And this is always be this will always be Wall's town. So yeah, like he know he knows that. Like I I I I think that, you know. I, you know, I think that in his mind, he's going to try to plot some way to on the back end of his career to come back and get that 200 points for hit for that scoring title. You know, he in his mind, he think about that. But other than that, like, nah, you didn't get that scoring title. So you 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 can go down as one of the greats of this franchise because this franchise sucks. So it's not hard to be one of the greats of the Wizards organization. Yeah, like you can have that. But Hey, as far as when you're ranking them, um, uh, what, what what he means to the franchise, you know, the last decade, you know, it's it's going to be to me, it's going to be Wall, Arenas, and then Bill. Okay, I can dig it. What you think, E? I think the uh, the tribute video will, will will be telling the response to that. It will be telling when the when the Suns play in DC. I think they will be telling because you got to see the John Wall the reception that he got when he did the My City thing. People stood up and on all that. People still love Gil, and people are still gonna like Brad. But I think the reception from the tribute video definitely will be telling. So I, I definitely I got Gil one, uh, Wall two, and then uh, Brad three. Brad did a lot of stuff for community as well. He did a lot of, a lot of stuff for the young young men in the community for sure. Yeah, I'm rolling with y'all, man. I'm rolling. I think you know definitely Arenas, Wall, and Bills. So yeah, it's it's unfortunate that I mean everything about his era is just unfortunate. Is is an era that needed to end because. You know, looking back at the Bradley Bill era, what did we what did we really attain? You know, we had one playoff team and it was a gentleman's sweep. I mean, it's just it's just gonna go down as just a failure, man. You know, we just you know, and, and is it, it and the blame goes around. You know, I'm I'm not gonna get in depth, but the blame goes around, you know, surrounding him with talent, that's on the front office, you know, giving him no trade clause, giving him a crazy it's just so much to blame, man. And it's just I think at the end of the day. It's the fan base who loses more than anybody else, man. I mean, obviously, Ted loses, you know, money-wise, but I get all that. But the fan base, man, you know, we haven't won a championship since 1978. And we just wasted so many years on this crazy plan that was somehow going to surround Bradley Bill with talent and try to compete for a championship. We wasted time. We wasted so many, so much time. So that, that, that's where I'm at as a fan. And it, a lot of people feel this way, man, is that we wasted so much time on such a harebrained scheme. And it's just... We're back to zero again. So, <laughs> yeah, back to square zero. But like, I, I want, I want to definitely close out with saying this: as far as uh, the the new uh, Wizards front office regime, is that I've talked to a lot of people around the NBA, and that the biggest thing that I think that Wizards fans can have uh, the optimism that we can have is that Michael Winger will be able to go out and asset hunt and, and pull in assets for the organization. That Will Dawkins has the talent evaluator eye to go out and make those and turn those assets into good basketball players. And so that is a formula for success. Winger goes out, gets the assets, Dawkins goes out and picks the assets, and 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 you use that formula to go out and get this thing turned around. But but it's not gonna happen overnight. But you know, it, this is something that, that is gonna take time, but we have to have faith. That again, that Winger is going to be able to go out and flip and do whatever he can, cr- scratch and claw and get more assets for this organization. And that uh, Dawkins will be able to go out and evaluate, have the eye 
to evaluate the talent and turn those assets and draft picks into good basketball players. That's how you build a basketball team. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Look, I am a rebuild guy. I want to rebuild. Look, I'm 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 patient. I'm willing to sit through bad teams because we need a rebuild here. So look, I, I completely agree, man. So uh, before we roll, you got anything, Lefty? No, that's it. Yeah, we're just gonna have to trust the process. Um, they're gonna take on some bad contracts, and as long as they have first round picks attached to them, I'm all for that. Um, I think we got enough second round picks, so it's time to let up on some first round picks. But Troy, we want to thank you for coming on. Is there anything you want to plug before we wrap it up? And uh, uh, who's your who's your prediction just... at eight? If you had to make a prediction at pick eight, uh, if I had to make a prediction, I, I mean, this is so tough because I don't know. You don't know who's gonna be there, like, and I don't know. And, and also, look, but with, with you know, the quiet is kept with them getting rid of Tommy and and a lot of people within that organization. You know, I, I don't got as many eyes and ears inside the building as I did last year. Mm-hmm. I do have some eyes and ears, but I haven't really. There's been so much stuff going on, so I haven't really dove into. So I don't want to make a prediction. Like, um, I think that I personally, I tweeted out yesterday. I personally like Kobe Bufkin, like. I think that that is a guy. I think that everybody's looking at Anthony Black and, and you know, some other guys. I think if one of the – I think if uh, Sir Thompson falls, I think they have to take him. Like, if he falls to eight, I think they have to take him at eight. Um, it, I, I'm not really an Anthony Black guy. Uh, he's not really my cup of tea as far as basketball player. And like I said, I personally like Kobe Bufkin. As, and this is a guy who I don't think that a lot of people are, like, looking at a guy who could be top ten. But from my understanding, he's been killing in every workout. As a matter of fact, he's been canceling workouts. Anybody who knows anything about NBA draft, when you start canceling workouts, that means that you 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 don't put in enough work already. So this is a guy like who I think is rising up draft boards, who I think is going to end up being a really good NBA player. So you know, I know this is not something that Wizards Twitter. This is not everybody's on Anthony Black, and it's just like. It rarely works out where, well, I guess last year was it was a year where, you know, you, you see a guy getting mocked to a team and he actually goes to the team. Like, that rarely happens like that. And so, you know, I think everybody keeps saying Anthony Black, Anthony Black, Anthony Black. Like, I just it, – it, like, I personally am not an Anthony Black guy, so I, I, I would be disappointed if they picked him. But, um, like I said, I think that, you know, I don't want – like I said, I don't want to make predictions because there's so many moving parts – but if 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 Oscar Thompson falls to eight, they have to take him. And if if that doesn't happen, I would personally want them to take Kobe Buffett from out of Michigan. Okay, okay, You're, uh, definitely different there from uh, social media. Definitely going against the grain there with Kobe Buffett out of Michigan, the lefty uh, point guard out of Michigan, a uh, very talented player. So we just want to thank you for coming on, man. Uh, make sure you guys check us out. Um, and make sure uh, your first listen every day is Locked on Wizards and the Locked on NBA podcast. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to be talking about uh, draft talk, of course, with the draft being on Thursday. should be a lot of fun. And then we're going to be having Howard Beck coming on the show on uh, Wednesday as well. So it should be a lot of fun. Make sure you guys subscribe. Uh, check out the, the Locked on Wizards podcast and hit the notification bell on YouTube. And make sure you guys follow Troy Halliburton on Twitter at Troy Halliburton. A great follow. Definitely good Wizards insight all the time. So. Thank you for coming on, man. Everybody have a good night. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.